about it. Give me a second. Well, the recording Give has started. No, you did not start the <laughs> I damn recording. I absolutely did, bitch. Guess what's going to be the beginning it. of... It's gonna, you're going to be talking about your week, so I can start <laughs> No, about you my, have to talk about it. Before I sit down and I'm just like, wait, wait, wait. Before you hit record, let me think about what I actually did this week. And, and it's been like, what, 30 seconds? I, I came up with nothing. Well, I can't wait to ask you in about a minute. Oh, damn. Let's see. Monday, what did I do? I worked. Tuesday, oh, it was Super Tuesday. I watched a lot of TV. Yes. I voted Wednesday. What did I do? Wednesday, I went to work. Well, sweetie, this isn't interesting, so don't speak this into a mic. No one wants to hear this. everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Two Gay Mats podcast. It is Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And I'm still thinking about what I did this damn oh week. Oh my goodness, Matt Steele. <laughs> it wasn't a bad week. I don't well, think it was. Why wasn't it? Oh, I did cry you. in the shower oh, once. Oh no, what happened? <laughs> oh, you know, Liz dropped out. And it was oh, just really sad. Was it, was, it was more so not sad about that one thing in particular, but just like you just think like, damn, man, it's hard out there. <laughs> in just the world in general? In the world, yes. I, n- I know you've been receiving some some texts as well. Do you think that had anything to do with that? Some texts. You said, I heard that there was like people were upset <laughs> sending you texts. I don't want to get oh, into yeah, it. I mean, everyone sends me stressful texts. I'm just like, you need to do this. You need to do this. And I'm just like, oh, I don't feel like I, I feel like you send me stressful texts. You're very much like, oh, I'm unavailable to record the podcast <laughs> when we normally do. See you around. You get stressed like, about that? I do. Because I'm like, you know, I like a plan. I'm a planner. Yes, of course. So I'm like, OK, we're going to do this. Sometimes plans change. Well, you're, I feel like your plans have changed several weeks in a row. Okay, three weeks in a row, it's fine. <laughs> but here so, we are still recording on a Sunday. I mean, that's true. Yeah, but Sunday just, by the blue, purple, yellow, red water. On the soft, green elliptical grass. Sunny in the park with George. Oh, well, I haven't watched that yet. You I haven't made me. I will I soon. Know, and I'm already dreading it. It's going to be fine. You're <laughs> yeah. going to love it. You're going to, you're going to, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Am I going to like it more than the old timey musicals? Uh, I feel like parts you'll get and parts you'll be like, no, no, no. <laughs> Everyone st- become a patron to find out. <laughs> yes. I mean, I guess in a couple of weeks we will be discussing that. But Matt Steele, I have a huge question oh, for you. Oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? My week was good. Yes. Um. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I hung, what did I do? I went on a hike on Friday. I, I mean, a hike feels strong. It really was. I saw a strong you. It was literally like I asked Matt Bridges because I went with Matt Bridges and my friend Fernando. Uh-huh. And Matt Bridges was like, we're going to do the hard hike. And so I was like, OK, we're going to do the hard hike. And mm-hmm. I'm not a hiker, guys. And every time I go on a hike, everyone laughs at me for wearing uh, like chucks, like baseball shoes. Mm. And I'm just like, what? It's not like I'm like rock climbing or anything. Like I, don't I mean, but do you have any more athletic shoes? Those are the only athletic shoes I own. I mean, Converse are not athletic shoes. They're I mean, like they're, walking shoes. they're like they're shoes you can be active in. Kind of. They're not dress shoes. They're not dress shoes. Sure. That's why I like Converse. You can either wear them up or wear them down. You know, <laughs> I don't know that you can wear them. How up are you going to wear them? Oh, you know, you can like go to WeHo in like a cute, clean pair. True, of but what is wear them down them then? Up. Like go hiking in them. You can't. <laughs> You're, that's not. How can you not go? They're I sneakers. Mean, sh- yes, but they're. I feel like there's a lot. There's not a lot of grip there. So if you were on any sort of difficult, if you hike, saw this hike that we were on, I, you did. It, literally, we walked up a hill and down a hill. I understand. And, and he was like, "We're going to do the hard hike." And then all of a sudden, like 20 minutes later, we were done. And I was wait, like, "Wait, this wasn't the hard hike." And he's like, "Oh yeah." I decided to change paths to do the easy one. And I'm just like, this was such a waste of time. I mean, you got to spend time together. I'm of sure course. that was the point. It was good point. to talk, but like, I didn't burn any calories. I Not mean. that I have calories to burn. Oh, though. you do. Yeah. I see you, sweetie. No. I know this podcast is audio, but I got mm, the I mean, I did have a salad today because I looked at myself in the mirror yesterday and I was like, oof. Oh, I'm sure you looked fine. I looked fine, but I had a lot of sugar yesterday, too. Oh, I mean, that happened. And Some Friday. Days. And Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does happen. I feel like on Saturday, I, you know, I've been trying to stick to my diet pretty well, but mm-hmm. I went to visit a friend, my friend Sarah, and we were playing Donkey Kong Country, which is kind of a thing we do. Yeah, and that burns and calories. It does. Uh, but no, and then I got over there and she's like, have you eaten dinner? And I was like, oh, I guess we'll just order dinner and I'll get whatever I want. But then it was like, oh, there are more people here and we're all just ordering pizza. And mm-hmm. it's like, I didn't want to be the guy that's like, I'm on a diet. Of course. <laughs> you know, so I had pizza. And I mean, I, I did push for my my slice of, you know, I mean, the whole pie. Luckily, people liked the pineapple and pepperoni option. I, I've floated. Mm-hmm. So uh, that worked out for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just was, it's not my normal. I'm normal. Like, as of right now, I'm trying to diet. And so it was, I got off my game. So today, yes, I had, you know, all, all keto friendly things. And cool. um, keto. Yes, keto. Vaguely. Yeah. I don't do any yeah, sort of Yeah, I've serious. never heard the word keto come out of your mouth. Well, now we're that's keto. What we're doing. you see the keto. That's like keto cereal I eat. 
That's keto? Yes. I don't see it. I'll show you. Oh, can I try it? No. I just don't know. I mean, like a little handful. A little handful, yes. Thank you. They're, it's very expensive. Okay, I'll have like so one or two a pieces. A little handful is right. What's it taste like? It tastes Cinnamon like a, Toast Crunch? No. <laughs> but a little bit, it's like a, a chocolate nutty moment. So I good. love a chocolate nutty moment. <laughs> All right, I guess I walked into that. <laughs> I, how mad can I be? Um, but yes, and also I've been doing the intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. I don't do that on the weekends either, but I don't know, whatever. The point is, some days you have days off and the next day you just have to course correct and it's fine. Of course. I'm it's very fine. good at course correcting. Yes. Like I'm very good at being like, oh, last three days I ate garbage. Right. Today I'm going to starve myself. Well, though I did have, though I did have a boba. <laughs> is boba bad? Oh God. Yes. Is it? Is it sugary? Uh, well it is. Well, I mean, I usually get it like a little less sweet, okay. but like boba is like high, very caloric, mm. you know, the actual balls, they're oh, pretty caloric. I hate those balls. I mean, they're great, no. but like also I don't, eat that badly in general so like I can have a boba and also people literally go to Starbucks every day and that's way worse yeah, I feel, you know. so you're better than most people yeah sure <laughs> that's a great way yeah. um, well my week was also good mm-hmm. thank you for asking oh my you are just so I'm still trying to th- finish up how my week is there was. anything else you, I thought no, you were done it's no been, so we're Matt, six minutes in no, and you're still talking about your week I'm done so Matt Palmer oh. how, how was your week? but you didn't know that I was done I you just did. assumed I and did you just know. assumed that I was I, being a dick no. Not about well, I did know, and there was a lull, and so I had to continue the podcast. Um, well, my week was good. Mm-hmm. I have yet to finish Love is Blind, which is upsetting to me, because I'm very ready. I know that how it ends, like, I'm pretty sure I realized which couples are together and which are not, but, like, Lauren and Cameron are just so wonderful, and I just am so obsessed with them, but I need to see how it all plays out. I have a few episodes left. Uh, Jackson was out of town from, like, Wednesday until tonight. He comes back in, and I'm going to pick him up at 11.50, because I'm such a great fucking boyfriend. Um, but I haven't been able to watch the show. Was the point? Okay. So I need to finish that. But I've just been so you still haven't finished. I've been thinking about it for a while. But do you know what happens? Like I mean, yes, I've seen like clips of the reunion, and I feel like I realize that the couples that are together and that aren't, I feel like I know. Um, but I want to see it all play out. I feel like it's mm-hmm. like when there's a housewife season and, and like things have leaks, like, you know, like I was just watching Atlanta and I know that Kenya and Mark got divorced during the season, but I didn't know how it happened. I didn't know why it happened. I didn't know. I didn't see the event that happened right before their divorce announcement. Yes. And, and then you see on the show when they're doing their confessionals and they all get texts like, they they're just announced their separation. It's like oh, yes, iconic. you so, got to find out how. It's that's very, the thing. It's very Brechtian. It's not what happens. It's how it. Yes, happens. and I yes. feel like that's how people are going into the Hillary documentary. It's like I know what happens. you know what happens, but it's how it happens. How have you? How much of it have you watched? Uh, we'll get there. <gasps> oh. <laughs> we'll get there later in the podcast. I forgot. I should have assumed that, that would have been. That was a chunk of my week. Was that a part of the crying? Uh, uh, no, I cried well, before good. the Hillary doc. I mean, I cried during the Hillary documentary <laughs> too, but like before the, before the documentary, I cried that morning. That's interesting. I feel yeah. like you are a secret crier. Like it's a very specific, like I don't like showing because I don't think oh, I've ever seen you. Cry. No, absolutely not. I feel no like one will see me cry. I'm not a crier. So I don't know the like politics of crying. Cause mm-hmm. if when people cry in front of me, it freaks me out. And I'm like, should I hug you? <laughs> like, what do you need? Yeah. Um, I'm always very much like a grab a tissue and give. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. So you, and, or like pat on the shoulder. Do you hug? Um, I hug sometimes. Okay. I'm ve- I'm more of, if someone's crying around me, I'm more of like a, instead of like being like an, oh, oh I'm more of just like, you're gonna get through it. You're gonna get through it. Here's a tissue. Don't worry. I understand. Mm. You know, I'm a little more matter of fact. About I feel like it. I've seen you do that. I feel like someone came over after mm. a breakup. Yes. And they were crying and just threw a tissue box at them. Yeah. I, I'm very much a throw yes. throw tissues at them and, and be like, like you'll be here, fine. It's, a, be okay. it's very much a New Yorker thing. <laughs> it's right. like when New Yorkers like throw up on the subway or, or like pass out on the subway. People like don't flinch. They don't go, Are you okay? Are you okay? They literally just like dig in quietly dig through their backpacks pull out some napkins hand them some napkins <laughs> they're just like you'll be fine I You're mean tough. if someone's passed out handing them napkins isn't really gonna do the trick yeah or they'll like but if they like pass out they'll hand them like an apple or hand them like a bag of grapes or something are like they that. awake at this point of- yeah okay. they're like awake they'll like give them their seat and everything mm. but like they'll do it all silently alright and so that's the great thing about New York is it's like people think oh they're quiet and they that means they must not care about anyone it's like no like we care we just I, I say we as if I've lived I, in the New York in the past eight years um but you know when I was living in New York I was just like no we care it's just there's a sense of 
you know what you're doing. You'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think tough it out. People think of New Yorkers as quiet. That not may quiet, be quiet, but like um, mean. Mean. <laughs> the word they're not mean. They're very much just right. they, they assume that you have your shit together. Right. Or if you don't, then you will soon get your shit together, or you'll die. Well, <laughs> do you feel all right? Maybe because I lived in New York for five years. Uh-huh. Do you think that's the reason that I always, honestly? This is unpopular, in my opinion, I'm about to share. Oh, I can't wait. Those Girl Scouts have been at Ralph's for, it feels like months. Oh, my. And I walk directly by them mm-hmm. into the grocery store and then out of the grocery store. And I'm like, I'm not wishing them ill. I'm not no. saying anything mean. I'm not like throwing anything in their faces. But I'm like, I'm also not going to stop. Oh, <laughs> because I yeah. have things to do, places to go. And also I'm on a diet. How, anyone who thinks that you're a mean person, shut up. Do you think, okay, but <laughs> do you think not. it's my New Yorkerness, Like my innate New York? Maybe, probably. That, yeah, because okay. I have that too. Because my thought not is Not necessarily like, with Girl Scout. With Girl Scouts, sometimes I'll, I'll be like, no, thank you or whatever. Or like right. mm, occasionally I'll buy, um, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. But if someone's like asking for something or like, hey, can I talk to you about this? Yeah. Like, I just ignore. I don't. I, I, I always have my earphones. I always that have the earbuds, and or I'm looking at my phone, mm. like pretending like, oh, I don't see you. If someone um, verbally speaks to me, I will respond and be like, oh no, I don't think I can today. Like, oh, I got. I'm in a rush. Yeah, sorry. Like, I'm you know, sorry. If it's like one of those people who's like, hey, do you have a second for the environment? It's like, oh, I love the environment, but like, yeah. In a rush. Um, yeah, I know. I'm with you 100. Okay, percent Because sometimes I feel like, am I being mean in my some people. People think that you are like my one friend Fernando. Like he's yeah. very much like he has to like acknowledge them and be like, "Oh, da, 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 da. like I'm sorry, like no thank but you." But I have da, things but I'm just to like, do. No. And I as someone who has worked one of those types of jobs, right. like it's it doesn't phase you. It's like if you're actually not going to buy cookies or sign this pledge, it honestly would. I'm being better to you yes. by being like I'm walking right. Yes, on by. I'd rather you just ignore right. me because I, I mean, let's not play the stand game. Let's not dance the stance. Let's no. just get out of this. I know why I'm here. You know why I'm yes. here. I know and, you probably don't want to. I don't me. wish you ill will. I realize you have a job to do. You have Girl Scout cookies to sell, and I'm yes. sure you can do a great job. You're adorable. I wish you all the best, and I'll see you around. And this <laughs> is also why I go to Ralph's at like 11 o'clock at night. Oh, that's wise. Oh, absolutely. That's probably. Ooh, when I go to the grocery store anytime before nine o'clock, I, there there are people there, and I'm just like, oh, this is disgusting. It was overrun today. I think it's because of the coronavirus. I think people are like going there trying to get you know hand sanitized. I just, yeah. I'm so happy I just bought soap before this all broke out. Oh yeah, I, I know. Did. So the, we have a lot of extra the soap around. The soap rising. I yes. saw on the View. Whoopi was yelling at the what? soap companies. Were you watching a View clip, or did you sit down and watch the whole View? No, the View clip. I only oh. watched the View clips. Interesting. Like in the mornings, like as I'm getting ready, as I'm like blow drying my hair, or like mm. doing like three push ups or whatever I do <laughs> Love. during the day. I like watch the clips of the View. Watch them all scream at. Megan McCain, it's great. And so, <laughs> how so, does Megan feel about the primaries? By the way, she just like Biden. I assume. Oh, I mean, they all like Biden on the View, you know. Um, they're they're all just. I think they're all kind of like together as far as the primaries go mm. now. Like they're okay. all they all kind of feel the same way, especially since it's only narrowed down to two people. Right. Well, three if you count Chelsea Gabbard. Um, but <laughs> well, uh, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, so yeah, that's why you have to go to the grocery store late at All night. Right. Also, ladies and gentlemen, let it be known that me and Matt Palmer agree on this. We are not scared of the coronavirus in this. Uh, <laughs> and like, is someone tell us if that's bad? Like, I realize it's a big thing and people have died and that's horrible. And like, I wish them well, but like, of course, of I course. am not personally worried about it. But then I'm like, maybe I should be because everyone's freaking out. Like, should I be freaking out? Nuts. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's correct me if I'm wrong, but. The flu kills more people, like, in proportion. I think more people have died and yet this I, year from the flu. I don't know if it's in yeah. proportion, like, versus who has gotten coronavirus and died versus yes. who has gotten the flu and That's died. That's true. Like, maybe it's a larger percentage of people die. I assume it's a larger percentage of people die from coronavirus Or maybe flu. people are just so scared because it's a new virus. So and there's like, no real, there's no, treated. yeah, there's nothing, no cure or treatment, yeah. really. So. I'm truly I, doing okay. Like, I I've feel, not stressed at all. I ha- I'm not even, but I will say, if ever I, like, have like an allergy sneeze. I'm like, oh, it's over. <laughs> I have it. I know. You want to know what's great about coronavirus, though? Uh, is I'm about to book a flight to Chicago in May for my friend Lauren's wedding. Yes. Those tickets are going to be cheap. And she, she's not going to 
change, delay the wedding? No. All right. I don't. Or at, at least at this point. All right. You know, All right. She better not, because I'm about to buy. I was going to say you should follow <laughs> up with her just in case. Um, but yeah, no, I think I'm going to go to New York in April, and I was just looking at tickets, and it was like a hundred dollars to New York. <gasps> That's incredible. And I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. You should go. go see Carolina Change. I won't, but I am oh. going to see the Princess Diana musical because I have a friend who's going to be in that row. Congratulations! Friend, yes. And I also am, would love to see Jagged Little Pill the musical. So we shall see. Get rush tickets to Carolina Change. Uh, just rush tickets. They're probably like 26 to like $40. I didn't even know that it was up on Broadway again. Yeah. R- remember it be, being the revival? No. The, it was announced it was being revived. I freaked the fuck out. I don't remember that. Oh okay. <laughs> well, sorry. it's starting. Preview soon. Everyone support this. It's a... God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a lot in my head. I can't be thinking about Carolina Change all the time. That's all I think about. Okay. Well, we're different Change. in that way. So, well, let's jump into the news for idiots because there is a good bit of news. I don't know how much of it we're going to care about. But we're going to talk about it. All that's right. Well, you know what? <laughs> um, Elizabeth Warren had a, speaking of the election, mm-hmm. had a surprise cameo in SNL this weekend. And uh, we saw that obvious viral video of mm. Kate McKinnon and Elizabeth Warren switching places as each other as Elizabeth Warren and dancing in the background very cute very cute did you watch the actual um sketch sketch yeah how is it it was cute it cute. was just the cold open all right um it was just uh Kate McKinnon as oh what's the uh, Laura Ingram Laura Ingram yes 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 the one who did the uh, fake Nazi salute or like it wasn't supposed to be a Nazi salute Ooh. but it kind of looked like one and she um, didn't get fired no, well, I okay. mean, like, it. I mean, hopefully, it was not intentional. <laughs> okay. But, um, uh, so yeah, she was playing her, and then she was pretending to interview Elizabeth Warren, and yeah. then she popped up again. I'm assuming one of the clips wasn't filmed live, obviously, because right. then Kate McKinnon showed up as Elizabeth Warren, and they both like were together, and they were like live from New York. It's Saturday night. It's cute. That's cute. Yeah, I should watch that. I mean, you know, it's the kind of election where it's like. You know, your favorites don't always win. Obviously, mm-hmm. Elizabeth dropped out this week. So we, as you know, since we officially endorsed Elizabeth Warren <laughs> on last week's podcast, I think. Oh, maybe two no, weeks no, ago. Oh, like three weeks ago. Is that when we officially did it, though? I think so. Okay. Well, yeah. either way, we're saddened here at the 2K Mats home. But, you know, we'll vote for whoever gets the nomination. We've already done our primary voting, so you girls can battle it out. Yeah. And um, rest of the country, you go for it. Go for it. You know, I wish you all the best. Keep think Vote with your heart because it's the primary. And then come November, we'll all vote, vote with your goddamn vote brain. Fucking brain and just vote for whoever is not Donald Trump, who's actually has a chance of winning. Yes. Do not vote for like a Gary Johnson or something. Which is vote for the Shit. Democrat. Yeah, vote for the Democrat. <laughs> so um, I'm glad we're all on the same page there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but another uh, semi political news. Uh huh. Guess who's back? Back again. Who? The Dixie Chicks. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? Yes, <laughs> you know, that? I mean, the queens of politics themselves yes, absolutely. were shunt. When they, uh, back in 03, said that they were embarrassed uh, that the president, uh, W, was from Texas Texas or whatever the fuck. (laughs) And uh, the song is great. Have you listened? Yes, it's really good. It's so good. And it's been... 14 years since they put it on. I had no idea that it was that long. The last album was the one that Not Ready to Make Nice is from, and that was in 2006. That's nuts. I had got, I was a year into college when they put out their last album. Unbelievable. Well, you're old. Sweetie, you had just gotten to college as well, so uh, you're also No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, it depends on when in 2006. Well, bitch, in the same year you were at NYU. Because um, there was one part of 2006 where I was still in high school. Yeah, and then the fall came, and you were an old fucking coll- collegiate person. So, um, uh, it is clearly about Natalie Maines' ex-husband, mm-hmm. um, who is, I guess, an actor who was on Heroes. I looked him up, and I like it, it made no connection to like anything I've seen him in. But the song is very cutting, very great. It includes the line that I love: "Boy, you know exactly what you did on my boat," <laughs> which is just—it's <laughs> great. I when that oh, happened, I was like, "Of course." I had to look up the lyrics. I was like, "Is she really saying boat? <laughs> like, is she saying <laughs> what you did on my boat?" And she is. And it's like, I need this to be used. Not that we need another season of Big Little Lies, but like maybe we should just have one just to use this line in it. <laughs> it's the same sort of idea as you stole my house yes! from Real Housewives oh, of Beverly Hills. Just like, you stole I don't my know, goddamn house. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I know something happened and, and it's kind of better that I don't know what exactly. you're talking about. It makes it more exciting. I, they kind of tell you in the future seasons what happened with that house, uh, but I won't tell you because I like to keep people Oh, it's more fun it. to more not fun know because you're just like, wait, what? Right. But it's interesting because I just watched the Dixie Chicks on CBS Sunday morning and read their, their uh, Allure interview and uh, Lore Magazine and 
Natalie Maines isn't allowed to speak about the divorce, but the album is all about the divorce. So the interviewers are like pre-told, like legally Natalie cannot speak about this. So I love that. It's just like you said, like she can never go into what happened on the boat. I mean, I mean, because I mean, least, honestly, lemonade who? <laughs> like, absolutely. Because that's the thing. All of the tea we're going to get about this relationship is going to be coming from the album. Yeah, because she can't speak about it, no. but she can sing about it. She can it. sing about it. She's got a major loophole there. Oh, the song- I, we are absolutely oh, reviewing this album. When, the thing is, it's coming out. I assume it's also coming out in April, which is like Dua Lipa, Gaga. Um, I need to see when Gaslighter comes out, but it's soon. So All it's right. like we might be filled to the brim. Like if it comes out on Dua Lipa Day, we'll be busy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be busy. God, I'm so excited for the album. And like, I'm, it'll come later as well. But fuck, mm. am I about to stand Dua Lipa? Of course. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. I just, I just didn't see it coming. Like the first album's good, mm-hmm. and I love New Rules. That video's great. But I, I did not see this coming. It's coming. <sighs> Pop is coming back. Well, speaking of pop artists that, you know, but in the opposite direction versus like the pop artists who are amazing and doing incredible things and changing your minds and becoming the most iconic versions of themselves. What shady thing are you about to say? Justin Bieber (laughs) has downgraded his stadium tour um, due to, quote unquote, coronavirus fears. All right. He had downgraded the tour already Mm -hmm. because of the lack of sales, like the album I don't think is selling as well as expected and of course the tour it's just like an arena tour is a big ass yes like it's like not at, like it's very much you have to be like top 2% of artists in pop music like with a major record deal so yes. you can sell at a fucking arena and yes. I mean, he was that years ago, but I don't think we're in that same place culturally. Okay. You know, and I feel like that's fine. Like, he should go in his direction. He wants to be an R&B star and focus on his loving girlfriend or wife, excuse me, and their their new Christianity and singing about... Is he like... He's a, he's one of those Christians that goes to that, uh, that weird church in LA, but I forget what it's called. Scientology? No. (laughs) No, it's a Christian. You know that weird church in LA? not Scientology. There's a Christian church that's very much like, it's Christian, but it's cool. And um, we still like gays, but it's cool. And so he and um, the little... um, What's Baldwin girl? Sophie Baldwin? I don't know. Sarah Baldwin? Something with an S, I think. Uh, They're... What is that church called? Look up L.A. Church. Look L.A. Up church. L.A. Justin Bieber Church, because I need L- to know what it is. What's the L.A. Justin Bieber Church? L.A. Justin Bieber, Bieber Church. church. Um, but so that so now he is downgrading his um, stadiums for arenas uh, thanks to coronavirus. But we know that it's really because of, you know, uh, the fact that he can't sell it anymore because um, it's Justin 2020. Bieber, Justin Bieber leads worship at L.A. Church. Hillsong. Hillsong. I, already, is- I looked up Justin Bieber Church in the I first article. I looked up article. Justin Bieber L.A. Church. All right. Well, Maybe it's the L.A. that threw me. You're, the, you're the one that told me to put type in LA. So Hillsong is what it's called. It's Hillsong. not my fault. Yeah. So have you never heard of that? No. It's like it's supposed to be like, oh, we're bringing young people back to church. It's cool. And well, like, they ain't bringing Kanye, me in. I'm I young. mean, and well, we're, you were young. <laughs> <laughs> but again, if you hate the gays, I have nothing for you. So um, speaking of people that we have nothing for, or I have nothing for. Woody Allen's memoir. I know. <laughs> they pulled that real they fast. Did. Why did they even toy with the idea the fact, of okay so it's a publisher that was that published Ronan Farrow's book correct which is like a takedown of all of those powerful men mm-hmm. who are a, you know alleged rapist and includes Woody Allen his father and uh so then the I think Hatchet was the name of the publisher and the fact that they would agree to publish a book by Woody Allen is insane to me just like it feels like a conflict of interest if it was going to be a different publisher then sure maybe someone that is not related to Ronan Farrow in any way but like you're really giving people no choice but to be pissed like yeah. this is just so you know shitting where you eat and that's not cute we don't like that yeah I mean and and now people are like oh but like how's Woody Allen gonna get it published um, it's just like he also like self-publishing exists now. exactly and he has a name he can hire all the best marketers in yeah. the world like he can get a book to the people if he wants to but it just doesn't need to be pr- published by these same people that published Ronan Farrow's book like yeah. that seems wild that they even considered that but apparently the uh, workers at Hatchet US Little Brown and Grand Central Publishing took a stand and uh, had a walkout 
at their job to oh, like damn. stand against this Woody Allen book thing. Hatchet. Hatchet. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it looks <laughs> like Hatchet. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess all's well that ends well, but it just seems like who is the who decided on that? And maybe they should be let go. <laughs> yeah, did you and did you also see at the uh, oh god damn it? What's the uh, the French Academy Awards, the Caesar Awards? Mm. Um, the actress from Portrait of Lady on Fire um, walked out when because uh, Roman Polanski won Best Director. No, and she walked out and for like, what fucking movie? He's still putting. Oh, I don't out? even know. <laughs> Some movie he made and that was released in Europe or whatever because the Europeans are still just like Roman Polanski, wow. you know. Um, so she like stormed out and like was walking through the uh, lobby screaming like, yay, we're awarding pedophiles. Hooray, Shit, hooray, pedophilia for her. And everything. And like a bunch of European reporters are just like, oh, well, she just killed her career. What? It's just, I know it's insane. She, I pray she hasn't. I mean, I assume in the U.S. people would welcome her with open arms, but yeah. come the fuck on. Yeah. What's the movie again called? Her Portrait movie? of a Lady on Fire. I think my friend Janie, who we love, who lives in New York, was just telling. Is this the movie that's like a lesbian love story? Yeah, and it's like, a French movie. Yes. Yeah. She told me she saw it and it was unbelievable and amazing. I hear it's and amazing. Yeah. And I haven't gotten around to seeing it. Because my, I was. She was talking to me about like this this pilot idea she had that's really good. But I'll tell you off mic what it is. Cause I don't want people stealing her idea. Of but uh, my response to it was like, this is great. We all need a break from men. <laughs> like. Like we need <laughs> we need some sort of content that's not so man centric. Like I, I feel like we've heard at least all of the cis straight man stories I need to hear for a minute. Like, let's just take a breather. What do women have to say? What do queer people? What do trans people have to say? People of color? Just something else. Like, I don't have the emotional capacity to sit through the Irishman. Like three hours <laughs> of straight male nonsense. Men pretending to be young still. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have it I don't truly so I just I'm excited for women's stories being told in the world and and, for, de- and devos and devos hey that, I, that's gay hey, that's pretty gay that's gay well it, even if you don't think it's gay it's definitely not straight oh it's well I mean Rick, Rick, not to spoil the movie but your character of course is a homosexual of and course, yeah. this is about a musical theater so yeah, so it's definitely not straight def- no this is not a cis straight white man story this is a gay white man story and we I'm, love that yeah and they're people of color. Yeah. 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 I mean, Mitchell Palmer. I mean, hey, the, the, the icon himself. Not to spoil it, Not guys, to spoil but it. it's going to be like the most inclusive God. movie that's ever existed. I can't wait till. Even though like the main character is like white. <laughs> I mean, but actually, he's gay. And, and so is the other main character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them is gay, so at least it's something. And yeah. it's coming from a gay uh, writer, from, yeah. co-director. Yeah. We love that. Another producer is gay. Yes. Oh, my God. And do we have a date that we can tell the people or no? Uh, no. Nope. Like, a, a season? We can say, we can say, uh, uh, June. <laughs> Wait, I, I just said season. You could have just said summer, bitch. We're, we're going to say June. Okay. Wait, we can't say it, but we can sing it like the different chicks. <laughs> June. June. 2020. Such a beautiful time. <laughs> That's so Watch stupid. it like end up like being July. Hey, you never <laughs> know. People will be mad. Well, I'll be the Rihanna. I was just going to say summer, but you're really giving them a month. Well, so. it could be spring if oh. it's before the tw- June 21st. All That's right. technically spring. I hate this conversation with you because you bring it up all the time and it's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your least interesting like take. <laughs> it's because one time, my uh, this is the fourth time I brought up my friend Fernando <laughs> in this episode of the podcast. Mm. One time we got into a fight because he was just like, because I was trying to tell him I'm like, oh, you know, March 21st is like, or like March 20th, first day of spring and like June 21st, first day of summer and blah, blah, blah. Like the 21st is like the day season starts. And right. it's just like, uh, they just kind of like vaguely start. And I'm like, no, there's definitely a date involved. And he's like, uh, and I'm just like, this is stupid. It like, is dumb. yeah, that's dumb. It's dumb. Sorry, Fernando. Sorry. <laughs> I wish him all the best. Um, well, speaking of babies, uh-huh. <laughs> Katy Perry is gonna have one. I know she's never worn right. She's never worn white, but, but she's wearing a baby. She's wearing a baby, or the baby's wearing her. Mm, who, who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> um. So she put out a new single and new video for "Never Worn White," and it was very much her like Beyonce esque announcement of her, uh, you know, pregnancy, and mm-hmm. it's beautiful. And uh, the song, the thing is, the video. And the pregnancy announcement and like the balladry when you first see it, it's like, okay, this is a lot because it's just like, I don't know, it just does a lot. But then when I listened to the song on its own, I was like, okay, this song is actually kind of nice. Like, mm-hmm. and something about the video, it seems a little saccharine and a little bit like, oh, we're really like pushing Katy Perry's motherhood is like a big, like, I mean, no shade, but like, I, and I would say the same about me. You're not Beyonce. It's like, it's cool <laughs> that you're having a baby and I hope you, and I'm sure it'll be beautiful. You and Orlando Bloom, very beautiful people. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm happy for you and yeah. this is exciting and great, but like, it's not, 
like important? <laughs> like, is that mean to say? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, it's important. Having children's important. Yeah, it's important to her. It is important to her, and sure. it's a part of her story. But it's not like it's not like Beyonce uh, sitting on the car revealing that she's pregnant. Which right. Was. This is like that's like a culturally <laughs> like important moment. Like we're not all going to be remembering where we were when Never Wore White dropped. I and, like, love how like Katy Perry probably spent like. However many quadrillions of dollars making this music video, that photo shoot Beyonce took for those twins was 50 bucks max. And I will never forget. And it looked amazing. And it looked so good. <laughs> with with a, a blue ivy holding like a, a fern or whatever. <laughs> and again, just so we're clear to the Katie Cats, I'm not shading her. I'm excited no, you for like her. The song. I like the song. I mean, I will always be spouting the praises of uh, Never Really Over, which is just the most underrated song ever. Um, so I, I do love her, but I just, I just feel like this angling and like the, when people, tr- when anyone who's not Beyonce tries to treat their pregnancy as if they are Beyonce, I'm always like, <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah. Cause it's also kind of just like Beyonce, like invented the exciting pregnancy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She, and the exciting everything. And like, it's just like, it's like the digital, it's all a part of her story. And it's, it's just like, a level of icon that like not many people are at. And I think that's fine. And, but we all just need to know where we are in life. Like today, Katy Perry performed. And I think there were lots of like sexy cartoon. Oh, I don't remember what the sport was like, not tennis rackets, but like something to the effect croquet mallets or something, maybe Batman. Okay. I don't know. And there were, that's Katy Perry's lane, like a big goofy left shark, (laughs) like sexy, ridiculous backup dancer things. Like that's very much Katy's lane. Like, the self-serious, like, I am with child just doesn't read as true from her. I hear that. You see what I'm saying? Yes. She's like a goofy. And She's we love a goofy. goofy and fun and pop. Yeah. And just like, yeah. Dancing with sharks at the Super Bowl. Right. With sparks flying out of like her butt. Or yeah, whatever, and I, or whatever I, love, I love that for her. And, you know, congratulations to her. I'm sure she and Orlando Bloom are going to be very happy for a very long time. And he's super fucking hot. So good for her. Good for her. <laughs> right. I remember parts of the care. I, I would like never understood the Orlando Bloom hotness factor. Mm. And I didn't think it was ugly, obviously, because right. he's not. Um, but until Pirates of the Caribbean 3, I don't remember anything about that movie except being <laughs> Interesting. like, oh, I'm suddenly realizing that Orlando Bloom is insanely hot. I don't know that I've seen the third one. I saw one of them, but I was like, this is boring. <laughs> I think the third one is the only one I saw. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> well, there you go. I think I, my friends were going, so I was like, sure, I'll you go. Just focused oh, on Orlando. Orlando. Was hot. Well, great. Now, we all learned something that day. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I, I really want our Britney Spears segments to be less okay. traumatic and horrible. We'll and take so, a breath. And we're going to take a breath. So there are two things to discuss. Um, if you're following Britney Spears on Instagram, you know that something's up. She's been posting the same pictures from the same photo shoot is strong. Not this. Okay. Some of the pictures are the same, but <laughs> they're, they're like different. Diff- vari- it's yeah, like- there's variations of the same. Yes. yes. I'd say they're probably 12 unique pictures spread out over 24 posts. Yes. And she's posting some Google images. Um, with very long, every, I will say every, um, caption is unique. Some are very long. They're worrying. Like, I don't know what's happening. I want her to be happy. That's always my point of view with Britney Spears. Like, she's given us so much in her life that mm-hmm. I only want good and happy things for her. But, like, if this keeps up, I'm going to have to mute her because it's getting a little, like, scary. Or I don't even know. It just gets a little, like, overwhelming and, mm-hmm. like, adds to the confusion of, like, what's happening with Britney. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I see that. Like, there was, like, the picture of, like, teacups and she was just like, I love a tea party. And it's like, what? <laughs> I do. Do you? Th- I feel like I literally turned to someone during the every week of my life for the past like four years, and I've been like, "Do you think Britney's happy?" But like, that's literally my question. Do you think Britney's happy? I think. Th- I think there is happiness. Occasionally, mm-hmm. she loves I, that boyfriend. She, I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, yes, <laughs> I we mean, all who have eyes. wouldn't? <laughs> um, I think she can make it through whatever uh, hurdles. Are in her way. Yes. Um, well, another hurdle uh, is that her child has access to Instagram now. Mm-hmm. And he went on Instagram Live, um, I guess, uh, almost a week ago now. And he said several things, including um, 
oh god what do you say if i got five thousand followers i'll tell you all about britney like my mom's conservatorship <sighs> um my mom makes bank and that's why i tell her not to quit music even though she says she might uh britney's dad like or my grandpa like he's pretty gay he sucks i wish he would die like it's just like and she was doing this all at kevin federline's house mm-hmm. it's just like what we can't rain this like there's no there's no one there to be like hey like your mom is one of the most famous people on the planet you cannot do this if you're going to be on social media it has to just be you privately with a few of your friends like yeah. no even then because like your friends can save that yes and like, like even that like don't talk about don't not talk about your mother in a public way and i realize he's a chick he's a kid he's like 14 or something but that's old enough to realize like, it's old what? enough to realize and the fact and he's spent his entire life being the son of britney spears like right. he should know like this Stuff like this isn't cool. Right. It's there just has to be boundaries. Like, and I realize he's a child. I'm not going to completely vilify him, but like, you have to be knowledgeable of what your mom is going through. Like, there are so many eyes on her with this conservatorship and like the custody issues and like her dad. Like, those kids getting locked in a bathroom because the dad was threatening them. It's just like there's so much up in the air. You cannot put the more things out there to like make life harder for your mother because mm-hmm. she's going through so much. This also reminds me a little off topic was some days when I'm like bored or in bed and can't sleep, I'll just look up, I'll Google Bethany and Jason Hoppy, who's her ex-husband, but I think they're technically still married. Is he the one who died? No, he is the one that she married and uh, one who uh, the, uh, sat in her house. Yes. In the, their house. And yes, claimed. yes. Yes. The one who like would not vacate the house and would leave like, you know, feces in the toilet for her and things. <gasps> He did that? Yes. He would leave out bad press about Bethany and like in front of uh, their daughter and be like, oh, and like talk about movies and be like, oh, you're like the princess. I'll be the prince and your mom's the witch. Like, oh my God. And that's, it's the thing is like, you can read all of the stuff that he has done in this custody battle and like their whole situation. I'm not, my argument is not Bethany Frankel is an angel and has never anything wrong, but like this man from what she has stated in these court proceedings is truly psychotic and Mm -hmm. has been stalking her. I assume it's a little bit better now, but they're now in discussions trying to, for Bethany to get full custody of the daughter. But like, None of this can ever be said on Housewives. Part of me thinks part of the reason she quit Housewives was because of all of this. Because stuff would get come, stuff would come. The point of that whole tangent was things would come up on court and be like, so did Carol Wadswell call it said that you were quick to insult <gasps> and that you were unstable on Real Housewives of New York episode, blah, blah, blah. They can use that they as like evidence. That as That's evidence disgusting. You. And so Sean Preston needs to be made aware that in these conservatorship proceedings, they will cite that Instagram live he just did. Yes. That's oh, that's horrifying. Oh, I also like it just brings up the point of I think it's so horrible if like parents are going through some sort of divorce or something and right. one parent like bad mouths the other. I parent know to the child. it's like the the one thing you shouldn't do. Yes, it's like you have friends for that. Even if you, if want, you think your ex is a piece of shit, yes, like text your friends about it. Text your friends about it, but like the thing you say to your child is like. Daddy loves you. Yes. That's your father. He loves you. He'll always be here for you, even if we're not together. Yes. Period. Yes. Unless he's like a psycho killer, then you're like, we're running away from daddy. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But for in general purposes, like guys, if you have kids and you get a divorce, like don't talk shit about your ex to (laughs) the child. I feel like that's so 101 though. I feel like people. Oh, people don't know that. Really? People are trash. (laughs) I guarantee you the all, like I can, I mean, I I don't want to accuse him, but like I can only imagine the things Kevin Federline is saying about Bernie Spears to his son. Right. Um, anyway, oh, anyways, Jesus. I'm sorry we've I'm gotten to go dark. Cry in the shower I'm again. trying to get us into happy news, but both the last two are sad. Not oh, sad. No. The first one's not sad. Okay. Demi Lovato released a new single. Uh huh. It was up tempo. Yeah. And positive. And, and it was cute. It was cute. I think it's a cute song. Yeah, it's cute. And uh, it definitely feels very Lizzo inspired. And um, she, but then she was on Ellen talking about her overdose mm-hmm. uh, because this is her first time really talking about it. And apparently her team. Uh, was like was very much like that you can never have a drink again or we will all leave you like it was very much like hell over her head okay. and then when she like got deeper because once she was sober for a while she then I guess developed her eating disorder to more to a point and okay. like was very bulimic but they being you know the 
management of a pop star very much like, oh, well, you shouldn't eat a lot. Like, what did you eat? Like, and so apparently they were going through her receipts, seeing what she ordered at Starbucks and <gasps> seeing if it was too caloric and blah, blah, blah. So then Demi was like, well, I've been I've been sober for six years and I'm more upset and sad and hurt than I was even when I was drinking. Like, why am I even sober? Oh, God. And so that's when she started drinking again. And that's when her whole team left her. And then three months later, she OD'd. After three months, oh, Jesus. after drinking once again, after six years, it's just it's truly crazy. Like she's been for such a young person, she has lived a thousand lives and been through so yeah. much. Where it's like, even if I like a song she puts out or don't like a song she puts out, or like she like, you know, kind of shades Mariah at some points that I don't like. But it's like that girl deserves peace. Like yeah. she has been through so fucking much, and it's like, good night. I can't imagine. I know, and for someone who's still like. Like her, her, she still can sing. She and still like, sounds good. Like for someone who's like been through a lot, like yeah. you think like, oh, she would lose her voice. Like right. she still sounds great. No, she great. sounded great at the Grammys. She so sounded good for great. Her. She sounded, yeah, she sounded excellent at the Grammys. I'm excited for her album. Um, I think I preferred anyone to I Love Me, but I'm excited to hear the rest of it. That'll probably be out in April because everything's coming out in April. My birthday month. Damn, April. <laughs> yes, it's the time. But um, so that happened this week. Uh, and the last piece of news, just to talk about someone who's just fucking garbage. <laughs> Oh, okay. Aaron Shock. Oh, God. No, we're not talking about him. Get out of here. We're not talking about him. He came out, Matt Steele. Oh, as, what a shock. As gays. Oh, A, completely shocking. Mm-hmm. And B, shouldn't we be supporting him because he's a newly out and coming out is something that we can all understand. I, I support him living his life and going away. <laughs> it's just like. His coming out did not include an apology. No. Like, we all know what you fucking did, dude. At least own up to the fact that, like, I was a real fucking asshole to my own community. Mm-hmm. And, like, we shouldn't be required to accept him just because he came out and he has a hot body. It's like, no, fuck that guy. Like, yeah. I, this is not something that I, I I mean, sure, live your private life the way you want to. I'm not going to, like, punch you in the face if I see you. But I'm also not going to like your post and celebrate your new life. Like, just no, like... And be like, guys, we have to give him a chance. No! Like, he was probably just scared. Well, just I can't like, wait no. till he apologizes yes. for the... the for putting anti-gay policies. I don't even know if he got anything passed or anything, but he was running on anti-gay policies. That was his whole thing. And then didn't he have to get, what even happened with him? He was like spending money from his campaign on personal shit and like jets and stuff. And so I forget this was a while. It was a while when all that happened. Fuck this guy. Long, long, long and short of it is fuck this guy. He's out. If you see him at a club, walk the other way. Is he live in LA? Probably. I'm sure he's in WeHo, you know, sometimes. So just keep your eyes peeled. Okay. Be safe. Because I'm in WeHo all the time. Oh, yeah, I know <laughs> you, know? you are. You're I'm all just the king of WeHo. Yeah, that's you. When I think Matt Steele, I think dancing at a club <laughs> <laughs> happily. Totally. Yeah, that's very much you. Um, So I think that's it. Do you have any news for idiots that you want to add to the pile? I today? don't think so. I don't think there has been much going on with the Broadway lately. Okay. Um, Which is kind of crazy because like Tony season is coming up and mm. I'm kind of just like, huh, has anything. Do you think there's happened? like a front runner? I don't know what the front runner is for Best Musical. Okay. I really don't. All right. Well, Maybe we'll- it's six. Oh, okay. I don't know. All right. Yeah. I have to listen to it. You said you didn't, because we got a question about six. From, yeah. I believe her name was Zoe. Um, and I still haven't listened to it. Yeah. Um, and it's, you said you listened to a couple songs. I did. Ever. And one of the, I feel like the opening song is great. Mm-hmm. And then all the other songs, some are good. Some are like, okay. It's, it's, I think, um, musical theater trying to write pop songs is always a little hard for me. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like Glee. It's just a little bit like uh, we're kind of. I don't know. I see what we're getting at and I know what we're aiming for. And sometimes we hit it and sometimes we don't. And, um, but if it won, you know, that'd be great. We okay. Lo- we love everyone. So. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for news for idiots this week. Let's take a quick break and be back with more two game mats. Hey everybody. We are back. Matt just told me I was incapable of answering a question. Well, I just figured that, well, okay, well, let's see if you can answer this question. I can't wait to answer it. Okay, so this is Email My Heart, the section of the podcast where we read some of your uh, emails out loud to answer some questions you you might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Do it. To spell T-W-O. So um, this is from Brayden, and Brayden asked us a couple questions, so we're just going to answer the questions that Brayden has. I'm excited. Hey, Matt. I love y'all so much. We love you. We love you, Brayden. Um, I think I've been sending my emails to the wrong account. 
<laughs> Iconic. I love that. So um, anyways, have y'all watched Euphoria? I'm currently watching and I'm obsessed. Also, what are your opinions on Victoria Monet? You should definitely give her a listen. Just in case you haven't watched slash heard those, I'm curious to know um, your top five albums of all time. Shit. My, my, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We should have given ourselves more time I to know, think about this. Um, Braden's would include, in no particular order, Norman fucking Rockwell, Emotion, Butterfly slash Daydream, Golden Hour. Life, I love Braden. <laughs> life, life After Love, Part One, Victoria. Uh, stripped, uh, CTRL? Control. Control. Yeah, SZA. Oh, control. And of course, sweetener. I know it wasn't five, but oh well. Have a a great week, Mats. Wow. Um, So, Brayden, I have watched Euphoria. Have you? A TV show I've watched. I watched it. Oh, God. Was it when we were at the old apartment? When we were at the old apartment. uh, In September, I want to say I watched it because I was at a wedding in. No, no, no. I was at a wedding in September and uh, a guy at the wedding Mm -hmm. uh, told me I should watch Euphoria. And I'm just going to say, like, I cannot believe I sat down and watched it because there is nothing I hate more than the trope of teenagers acting badly (laughs) and teenagers doing drugs and like being depressed and like causing trouble. And like, I I hate nothing more than angsty teenagers, like in a dramatic setting, like Mm -hmm. a television or movie setting. because my teenage life was so not like that. <laughs> like, I was very much just like, I'm following the rules and I'm fine. Like, I don't feel very angsty. Hey, I loved rules too at the time. I mean, rules I mean, are I'm, so great. Rules are great. Rules are so They're awesome. just here to help keep you safe, guys. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with rules, Safety's guys? cool. Safety is cool and you know it. That's true. Um, so, but I did watch Euphoria. And of course, the first episode, I... I was just like I hate all of these obnoxious characters the parents just need to like slap them and just go on (laughs) with their day but then Mm -hmm. I kept going and going and going and the and you know the kids remained utterly ridiculous (laughs) in how like out of control they were and how adult adultish they seemed um but the way the story was told and the way it was unfolded and how every episode, the way each episode revealed something specific and different about mm-hmm. each character, it was extremely well done. Wow. Like it, it's a really well done show, even though angsty teenagers drive me nuts. <laughs> the performances are very good. Um, Zendaya or Zendaya? I think it's Zendaya. Zendaya. I know people get very mad if you say it wrong. So Zendaya mm-hmm. um, is really talented. Oh my God. Like originally I was like, oh, she's too like, pretty and glamorous looking for this role. She's gorgeous, but then you really see her in the role more and you're just like, but damn, she's good. Like, she's making it work. Like, I totally believe her. So she's very talented. I... I thought the show was really well done and, and you know, it drove me nuts, but I was still enjoying it. (laughs) So those are my thoughts on Euphoria. What are your thoughts on Victoria Monet? Do you know them? I don't know her her. really. I know that she did a song with Ariana Grande called Monopoly. That was fine, but I don't know her music alone, so I can't speak to that. But, um, I do feel like she maybe co-writes with Ariana. Like maybe she co-wrote some of the songs on Thank You Next. That could be wrong. Okay. But if she did, then I like her. If she did, then I like her too. (laughs) Then I should listen to her stuff. Right. I don't know her very well. Okay. So I apologize. I see you scrambling trying to <laughs> trying to figure out your top five albums. I of all am. Time. I I can't even give you five. I'm gonna give top top albums of all time. If we're just talking pop albums, because yes. if, if we were talking about broad, Broadway, we would be here all day. It's true. Um, I would say Spice World. It's a good pick. Lemonade. It's <gasps> great. I mean, of course, it's so lemonade, good, yeah. but it's yes. Um. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I truly can't tell you. It's such a, it's such a weighted decision. Right. Like it, and it's, it's hard because, you know, I, I feel like the year, at least for me, when I was a young person, the year you really get into music, yes, like those are so all your favorite much, albums, you know, and of course we can probably all go back to the iconic albums we've discussed. They're all on- from 1996 <laughs> to 1998. <laughs> it's are. the same as like the cast recorded, like the cast recordings that mean so much to yes. me are, it doesn't matter. Like 1997 was not a great year for Broadway, but right. still I'm just like, Ooh, 1997, <laughs> but like, but 1998 was to ni- 1997 to 1998 was quite exceptional. Right. Um, 96 to 97, not so much. But right. um, oh, I mean, um, I will say another top great. I'll count uh, what 
all of body talk mm. in that as well. I mean, life, so life That's changing. So I so those are my top three albums. I'll say from okay. what I'm able to think of just off the top of my head. Okay. If we're just talking about pop music. All right. Top of my head as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, butterfly. Yes. Butterfly, <laughs> butterfly, butterfly. I mean, daydream is also my number two. So I think me and Brayden are on the same wavelength there and we love taste and he, Brayden's got it. Um, the one song, the one album that we have not discussed yet on Iconic Albums, and I guess we probably should, uh, Beyonce's B-Day, okay. I think, is still one. I The thing is, it's hard because Lemonade and Self-Titled are such moments. They're such tour de force. They are. And artistic achievements. But it's you know? like if we're just talking like sonically just the music, yes. like... That B-Day is the album that turned Beyonce into a superstar, in my eyes. Like, she always was hugely popular, hugely successful, but that was like, oh, we are leaning into her sound. We know what to do with her. She is a brass instrument over this, like, these go-go beats, and it just works so well. I love an album that is fast and up-tempo, and... uh, And it's where she created her sound. Yes. It's where she became Beyonce. Exactly. And that is... We all should thank that album for what it's done, even though, and that's also kind of an underrated fave. I feel like of her albums, that one probably didn't do as well as like, and I am Sasha Fierce, that's which is, the, you know. that's, that's an, a ridiculous fact. I know. And yeah. that's true. Uh, I mean, I feel like I've been talking about Atlantis on a lot of these, but Jagged Little Pill, of course. like there's just no way around it. The song craft is unmatched. It's just truly a perfect album from top to bottom. Janet mm-hmm. Jackson's The Velvet Rope. Um, I go back and forth between this album and Rhythm Nation as my favorite Janet albums, but I feel like The Velvet Rope deals with depression and, you know, domestic violence and, you know, death and grief. I don't know. There's just so much depth to that album that, like, I just can't deny it, you know? And so many great songs. Like, again, sometimes I sit and think, is I Get Lonely the best song ever? (laughs) Just period, (laughs) end of question. Like, I Get Lonely is so, so good and I'll never get over it. Um, and one of the other, and the thing is, this is probably isn't my official top five. I just thought of these, but like a lot of them are from the same era, but Madonna's Ray of Light. Perfect. Yeah. Like, God. Yeah. Like what a time. And it's so interesting because like I can also, I can name albums that are just like so objectively excellent done, but like I don't have the same personal connection with them because like you grew up discovering Yes. Ray of Light yes. and, and all that stuff like that. So, and I can listen to Ray of Light and be like, oh, this is Madonna's best album. Right. Like, like it's so well done, but like I right. didn't really just because I listened to it as an adult. Exactly. I didn't discover it at the time. And know? that's, and I realized that that is, that's obviously most of these albums are from 1997. Of course, <laughs> yeah. But that is why it just like that discovery just made me fall in love with music. And I yeah. just am so thankful for those women on International Women's Day mm-hmm. uh, for introducing me to greatness. It is International it Women's is. Day. It definitely is. And um, Alanis is Canadian. And is it a Canadian holiday? No, but it's international. (laughs) Excuse me. I was. (laughs) Okay, fine. Um, Yes. Canada are the friendly neighbors of the North. We love them. We might flee to one day. Yes, it's true. Uh, And we're going to be reviewing Shania Twain's Come On Over, which neither of us are terribly familiar with. Yeah, Canadian country. It's Canadian. Yeehaw. Uh, I would put TLC's Create Sexy Cool and Destiny's Child's The Writings on the Wall also in that category of great albums. Again, like Brayden, more than five. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'll stop. I Taylor Swift, speak now for your list. I'll stop. <laughs> I see too. There was a, a trend on Twitter of people ranking Taylor Swift's albums, and I saw way too many people put "Speak Now" at the very bottom. Wait, last? Yes. No. Yes. No. It was the. I, I don't accept it was that. The, the white gaze. The, the white gaze. Don't, what? Don't not know what they're to doing. like about it. I don't know. It's. <laughs> the fact that someone could put "Speak Now" as their least favorite Taylor Swift album is just. You're you're crazy. You're an idiot. Sorry if you're listening and you put speak now at the bottom, but like what's wrong? Below <laughs> the debut and reputation. Yes. That's truly crazy. Yes, I know. Like that's I can't. I'm devastated for that. them. Yeah, I am too. I mean yes. the lack of taste jumped out. <laughs> yeah. Um so are those the questions for this week? Those are the questions. All right. So Matt Steele, mm-hmm. I think I know what you're about to talk about, but this <laughs> is giving uh giving you moments. We're discussing the things and uh everything that's been giving us life, giving us moments in this past week, and Matt Steele's about to go on a diatribe. Oh, <laughs> and let's hear it. I'm so we've been getting so political lately. I'd say it happens. Aaron Shock brings it out of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it was the week of Super Tuesday this yes. week, and um, you know, a lot has happened. It's mm-hmm. now a two man race and everything, and and um, so 
I was only planning on watching each part of the four-part Hillary documentary, like one episode at a time. Who? I mean, come on. On Hulu, you. We all knew that wasn't going to happen. So I was right? like, okay, it's it's uh, um, Thursday night. It's midnight. I'm just going to watch episode one and then go to bed. I was up till five in the morning. Because I had to watch. You were the up whole until thing. five in the morning. Absolutely. This Thursday night, Friday morning. Yep. Wow. Because I was just like, I have to watch this. I can't. I can't just not. I can't just turn this off. Is it's, it excellent? It's excellent. It's so good. I will say, maybe it, a part one was not really what I expected. Mm. I it really brushed past her childhood. I thought they were gonna talk about her childhood a little more, more about like her mom because she loves talking about her mom. But yeah. like, it's so interesting because I feel like I already know so much because you know I listen. All her audiobooks and and you know that Howard Stern interview just came out, which is such a. The more you like watch documentaries like this, you realize how unbelievable that Howard Stern interview mm. was. Um, but this documentary is so well done. It's it goes back and forth. It's nonlinear, mm. so it's like part one is about her time in college and being first lady of Arkansas. Part two is Bill Clinton's first term. Part three is Bill Clinton's Mm. second term. Part four is her uh, time as in the Senate secretary of state and the, and all throughout it's uh, it jumps back and forth in time. Like Greta Gerwig's little women. (laughs) I saw your tweet (laughs) Uh, going through like the primary 2016 primary and the 2016 election, everything. So it ends finally with election day Mm -hmm. and it's just so well done and so effectively done. And you just uh, part three, because part three, the whole second half of part three is just all about the bill. Monica it's, and it's, so gut wrenching. They have interviews with Bill in. They the had interviews with Bill and everything, um, but it was just so interesting because everything I've seen of her has been through interviews or like her, um, her books or stuff like that. But I never really get to see it with all of the video footage, mm. and it came out the same night, like whatever, twelve hours after Elizabeth Warren dropped out, mm-hmm. and I cried in the shower. <laughs> and, but I, the thing is with Elizabeth Warren is. I cried in the shower, not just for Elizabeth Warren. I cried in the shower for all the women. Yeah. <laughs> because, and then having the Hillary documentary come out afterwards, you just realize you're just like, God damn it. The shit that women have I to know. put up with. You can be the absolute best. You can be as accomplished and brilliant and deserving as and qualified as Hillary fucking Clinton. You can be so specific and detail oriented and passionate as Elizabeth Warren. You can be as well spoken and have such a um um a great resume as Kamala Harris, who was my personal favorite throughout mm. the primary. Um, you can have such a great resume in the Senate and get so much achieved like the Kristen Gillibrands and the Amy Klobuchar's, and you're still just treated like fucking shit. And, and you can still just get beaten by someone who who just is a guy who people just like who are, they're just like, Oh, but I like him. And it's, it's so, it's so devastating. I mean, I could be complex. I, I could be cool. <laughs> <can> be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor warned us. Tell them Taylor. So yeah, that was just like a day of just being upset for all women in general. Cause and, it's, it is all about, I feel like for women, you just likability comes before truly anything. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just wild to me. Like, why can you be the top of your class, the top of your craft, like the most talented, the best orator, the like smart. Like she was clearly the smartest person up there, had done her research, had planned every single policy in her has head. Been she had through it. everything, has has been beaten down to the ground. There is nothing like you cannot possibly do anything to like wear her down. Right. Like she has a, the stamina of like a bull. Right. Like and so and it was just crazy to see the criticisms come from people who even liked her. Like right. you would see the footage of her at her rallies and people like a guy came up to her who obviously like liked her and was voting for her and everything and was genuinely saying to her, you should really smile more and all that stuff. And like the most basic 
like misogyny 101 right. thing and he still just like didn't get it and Hillary was just like oh thank you mm. and there was one woman who was at a rally Hillary was wearing purple or something and the, this woman at the rally who was clearly a very big Hillary fan was screaming at like her people or security or something just like why is she wearing purple why is she not wearing red or white or blue she doesn't look presidential she needs to be wearing red or white or blue at it's all times all about just like, what are you wearing what? are you smiling enough are you do you remind me too much of my mom or do you remind me too much of my wife with the nag like it's like what about what I have to say why is that not the yes. first thing and just we how care throughout about. her entire career she has just been like changing her trying to like change her image or trying to work with people who actively hate her and still getting things accomplished and yeah. still it's not considered good enough I feel like and again this is mostly just based on that watch what happens live episode she just did I do feel like she's maybe at a point in her career she's just like fuck it oh she like, is like this fuck is it. me and like I don't care if you like it I'm not gonna try to do this like play this game with you and I appreciate that and it just yeah. it just sucks that people have to like that women specifically have to literally be put through the fucking ringer and then at the end of the day they'll just be left with like a gaggle of gays that are like you're an icon yes when in truth it's like the whole world should be telling you you're a fucking icon. Yes. Like, it should not just be us who don't care about how you look that are, like, mm. going to lift you up and, like, be there through the end of your career. It should be all of us because, like, you've done so much. We say this about women artists all the time. What Everything that they do to make their music and eras interesting and unique and... They, they constantly have to reinvent themselves. It's like if you listen to a Maroon 5 song that came out a year ago and one that came out eight years ago, it, you could be from the same album. Yes. And you would never be able to say that about Taylor yes. Swift. But it's just like Taylor Swift. No, one era, one album had to be all about snakes, everything in black <laughs> and white, everything dark and depressing. And it's then just, it's just like, oh, no, Lover has to be something completely fair. different. It's, it's not, not fair. fair. But yeah, no, the documentary, the, I, what I really liked about the documentary, I'm just going to say also is that. Um, it dealt a lot with when she was first lady and that's something that she doesn't re- hasn't really touched on in a, a while okay. in her interviews and in her most recent book so it was great like the fact that I got to see more of that history and everything and just it's a, a, just such a fascinating watch because there's visuals to go along right. with it now and you just you just become you're just so angry by the end of it you're just furious mm. for everyone for every woman who's ever walked to the face All of the right. planet. I guess I have to watch it. Yeah, so 2024, guys, a woman. A unless woman. unless Joe Biden uh, runs for a second term. <laughs> After he wins in 2020. There's still another candidate. After Joe, <laughs> Bi- After Joe Biden wins in 2020. With a, a female vice president. Yeah, Stacey Abrams. Or Kamala. 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 Every, people want Kamala. I mean, people want Stacey too, but like, well... The Hillary Twitter wants Kamala. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> the, I, the the Hillary people very much transitioned to the Kamala. Mm. Like that was like the Kamala fans were very big Hillary fans. Mm. Like it was a a good crossover. All I right. <laughs> but yeah, Stacey Abrams too would be great. Well, speaking of women who have made our weeks, mm-hmm. I don't believe you've watched the Dua Lipa "Let's Get Physical" extended like second version of this video. Right? I haven't. No. It. Is genius. Like, clearly, I told you every time I go to my group fitness class, training mate, physical is played. Like, usually the first song that gets played because it's like, oh, it's an updated Olivia Newton John. Like, this song is about working out and being physical and whatever. Yeah. And it's a great song. It's a great regular music video. And then she comes out with on Friday, like a workout, like Jane Fonda esque workout video of her and like a bunch of people wearing a bunch of Dua Lipa physical merch, (laughs) just doing workouts to it. It's so eighties. It's so throwback. And it's like, is this the most, like I love nothing more than a well executed release plan for music. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in an era of Spotify, where it's just like, let's keep throwing shit out until something sticks. Like whatever they were doing with Camila Cabello's album. Like let's just keep putting pumping singles into the ether until something like gets a reaction. It feels like Dua's choices have been so thought out. Like I feel like these visions have been coming up around these songs for at Mm -hmm. least a year. And I just love seeing how much care and thought is going into this release. And the fact the music is just as good as the release cycle. Mm -hmm. Like I literally was up last night and I was like, am I about to buy like, 
Do Alipa stretchy shorts? <laughs> like, yeah, what I, kind of merch is there? It's Let's like talk it's about like that. athleisure. Like, you, there's like a Ooh, it makes me want to do something athletic. Exactly. For once. I went on a hike this week. I, I mean, hike again is strong, <laughs> but yes, it's like socks and sweatbands and like a one piece bathing suit for ladies and like it's like Spanx shorts. It's just brilliant, and mm-hmm. I just am so excited about the fact that she's putting so much care and artistry into the single releases because that's what I, you know, as, of course it was the music primarily, but like as a kid, when things like Heartbreaker would be released, and that's what it reminds me most of, honestly, is with like, you'd get the acapella snippet of the end on the mcarry.com or whatever, and the next week, you'd see the making the video, the original video would come out with Jerry O'Connell, it was a big budget video, one of the most expensive videos of all time at that point, actually. Then, there'd be a remix video, then the single would come out with not only the original and that remix, but three different Junior Vasquez dance mixes <laughs> that were 10 minutes each, and all resung and excellent empty interpolating another cover within it and it's just like I love shit like that like mm-hmm. I love the thought and care of like okay we're not just gonna slap out an album we're really going to have a release plan that is so um it's just it, it's focused and it is thought out and I just appreciate what she's doing so much and if all of the music on this album is as good as those first two singles I don't know what I'm gonna do well I the, think I'm just going to become a fucking stan <laughs> I just can't, I see no other way around it well and the great thing about this kind of stuff is is there's something for everybody yes. like it's like there's the regular music video but then there's the silly music oh video for the people like me oh my there's God. the athletic wear for whoever wants to wear right suit. like even if you just want some socks like it's it's and that's what pop music is like it it it, sh- it becomes cultural yes. and it, beca- it becomes something big that everyone can sort of enjoy and everyone can kind of even if they don't if it, even if it isn't for them it's in the air everywhere exactly and in that's a time the, where nothing is in the air everywhere for everyone it's true everyone is living in their own little bubble right but now you see someone walking around with like a physical sweatshirt and you're like bitch I see you like yes I know what you're doing you are changing the world I just I just love the fact that we're just ignoring like I like oh I could just put this up on Spotify and people would stream Mm -hmm. it like no I want to make this fun because pop music is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be fun and and so semi-ridiculous yes and And I you know I don't you know there's a a line to the comedy I will take in my music but this is definitely before it. it's like oh it's like a wink it's a wink with a, a song that's legitimately great. So yeah. what's not to love? I just I just appreciated that video so much. I was like, is this just I can't remember the last time such care was put around a release plan that I have for this current era of Dua Lipa. And I just I just appreciate it. She's given the gays. What exactly. Day. Whoever's involved what? in that marketing. Applause, a, applause, applause. I mean, it, has to be. <laughs> it truly has to be. Uh, so that's what's been giving me life and giving me moments this week, Matt. What moments we've been having? My I moments know. have been sad, but your moments have been fun. <laughs> I mean, we have our moments and we have our moments. We yeah. can't judge the moments. They just they come to us. And you know, it's better to have a, a sad moment than not have a moment at all. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I think there's a quote about that. I yeah. think Shakespeare said that. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Something like Abraham Lincoln. Said. Yeah, Something I love like Abe. He's so honest. Oh, yeah, honest Abe. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the people before we wrap this up? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Thank you guys so much for listening and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Palmer Music. And at It's Matt Steele. And at Two Gay Mats for both of us. We'll be back next week with a brand new Two Gay Mats podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.